wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, I would have you know that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I was persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and had called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with flesh and blood, nor did I do up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia, and again I returned to Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Peace be to you, the reader. arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The readings, Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. When the wise men departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. Remain there till I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a furious rage. And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem in all that region who were two years old or under according to the time which he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramam, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they were no more. 
But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus strained over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to this district of Galilee. And he went and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that what might be spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. Christ is born. Merry Christmas to you all. Outside of the Cub the other day, I saw a bumper sticker that said, No Mary, N-O, no Mary, no Jesus. Then on the other side it said, no Mary, K-N-O-W, no Jesus. Well, as much as I am loath to get my th theology from a bumper sticker, well, I thought, wow, I've struck gold here. That's our view of Mary in a nutshell. I served many parishes in the Bible Belt, not many, one, but it was in the Bible Belt for sure, in Tennessee. And whenever we had our festival, and I gave the tours, and we had the question and answer part, it would always inevitably come up, why do you worship Mary? Well, after a while, I got rather tired of giving the same old answer, so I tried a new one. It was kind of radical, but in the end, I think it works. I told people, as I'll tell you, the Orthodox Church doesn't have any teachings about Mary whatsoever. That got their attention. No. It has teachings about Jesus Christ. And one of the main teachings about Jesus Christ is the teaching about Mary. Then I asked them this. You've asked me a lot of questions about Mary. I'm going to ask you one. How do you explain the incarnation without her? There it is. Mary is at the heart of our teaching about Jesus Christ. 
That's why we venerate her and ask her intercessions with her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, about whom the church has teachings only about. Now, Father Alexander Schmemann said once that we often think of Mary as exceptional. But then he had a radical teaching about Mary as well. He said, Mary wasn't exceptional in any way whatsoever. Rather, she's an example. Let me cite three ways in which she's an example. First of all, she stood in the presence of the Archangel Gabriel. We're all in the presence of the divine at all times. If you look at her icon, you'll see that she bows in reverence to the archangel, but as was pointed out recently to me, she's the only one who doesn't bow down and kneel before the archangel. So you see, I think that's meant to show us that in the presence of the divine, we show reverence and awe, the fear of God, for sure. Nonetheless, as Mary shows us in the presence of the divine, there should be some sense of kinship, of communion, of a face-to-face encounter with God, a real and true meaningful exchange with the divine. She shows us as an example of how that is to be. And then two, she bore Christ. In her womb, yes. But aren't we supposed to do the same in our hearts? Are we not supposed to be Christ-bearers, Christophers? Bearing Christ in our heart? Paul said, I, I bear the marks of Christ. I die daily with Christ. Mary bore Christ. Aren't we supposed to do the same as well? So she's an example to us in that way. And then finally, finally, she reveals an example that might chastise us and might reveal why we don't follow her example awfully well. When she heard the news of what was to be in her life, at first she was stunned. But then she said what? Let it be according to your word. 
And that word, or that expression, let it be, was her humble submission to God. And I would submit that we don't live up to the example of Mary as often as we would like to or think we should because we don't submit. We don't have Christ living in our hearts because we don't have room for him. We have so many other things in there that we covet and hold close to our hearts. And we don't have an encounter with God that's real and meaningful and vibrant and alive because we don't reach out to him in prayer, communion. So, Mary isn't exceptional at all, except she's exceptional in that everything she did as our example, she did perfectly. In that way, she is an exception. But we shouldn't let the exceptional stand in the way of the good. And maybe, I would suggest, as a New Year's resolution, instead of measuring your progress in this life by the weight scale or the graph of your 401k, perhaps you ought to use Mary as a measure of your progress in the faith. But don't do it out of guilt. Don't do it out of shame. Don't do it because you feel you've fallen short. Don't do it out of fleeing from the old, but rather do it by being drawn to the new, through the love, the mercy, the forgiveness of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. Be drawn up to an encounter with him be drawn up to bear Christ's life and ways in your heart and be drawn up to submit and to say, let it be according to your word. Let my life be in harmony with your will. Let my life be ever more closely in conformity with your grace. In that way, we make the exceptional the example for us all. And may Christ, our true God, who was born of a virgin for our salvation, have mercy on us and save us. Amen. Please rise.